Welcome to the latest episode of BAM Weekly. That's Boris and Matt Weekly, the show where we chat some sports, the show where we chat some entertainment, and then at the end, we'll chat some sports entertainment, otherwise known as wrestling. We're your hosts. I'm Boris. And as always, I am joined by Matt. Bonjour. How's everybody doing out there? We hope you're doing well. Boris, I got a fresh shave, took the beard down a lot. I also have fresh underpants on. A nice pack of Hanes. Feeling good, buddy. Feeling prepared for the day. I, I don't even know how to respond to this. <laughs> how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Uh-uh. It's been a crazy weekend. Fun weekend. Fun little weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Fun little. You were at, fun... the, you were at the casino. You were yeah. spending some money, making some money, as I saw on social media. So, yeah. So, all right. So, Saturday, you know decided to hit the casino oh okay so here's here's how it actually happened completely forgot that i absolutely uh agreed to go to the casino like it was just like yeah apparently i agreed to go to casinos when 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 when, yeah and i'm not like a typically a casino or a gambler guy right um but i'll go you know when in vegas when in rome when when in certain places i'll go but went to woodbine um uh and 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 you know again in my mind gonna lose 50 bucks whatever uh so got five bucks put it in the machine first roll win 60 bucks well there you go nice not bad not bad good start yeah pretty good start um and then you know went up and down up and down a little bit ended up losing like i said 50 bucks, maybe 60 total. Um, but yeah, all in all, you know, exactly. It wasn't too bad. Uh, the person I went with, they ended up making about 300. So, so not all in all, not a bad night. Yeah, no, that's pretty good. All things considered, uh, just leaving with any kind of money or like down 50 is whatever you expect to lose that at a casino. I would think, Oh, glad you had fun, homie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was, it was a much needed, uh, a relief, but, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, that was my Saturday and Sunday. Honestly, man, I just kind of disconnected from the world, uh, chilled. Uh, you know, tried to t- try to like catch up on sleep, things like that. You know, normal what normal people like to do on Sundays. Yeah, that, that's a, a pretty standard affair, I guess. Some people watch football or go to church. They're fucking weirdos. I was definitely watching me some football yesterday. But yeah, man, Sunday a day to rest and recover, Boris. What a concept, homie. I know, right? Um, and even this morning, like right after we finish recording, I am like just gonna chill for a few hours, and I'm gonna get start the day. Uh, just uh, much needed, some so much needed R and R, both mentally, physically, and emotionally. Nice, brother. Well, yeah, you gotta recharge those batteries, dude. Good. Take a take a morning for yourself, and we're glad to have you here on the podcast. We'll have some fun today. It's gonna be mostly sports centric, I believe. Yeah, in terms of wrestling, like, you know, there's so much going on in terms of wrestling, but we will be talking some impact this Friday is bound for glory. Very weird. Oh, um, shit. That's right? true. Just a reminder that this Saturday is Extreme Rules, which means that this Saturday, SNME patrons, we will be having an after party this Saturday right after Extreme Rules. Uh, so, so, so you don't want to miss that. Uh, is that uh, you and I? Are we doing that, Boris? Yep. That is you and I. All right, I work Saturday, but I'll be I'll be home and stuff in time for that. So yeah, I'll, I'll I I gotta test out the webcam. 
that's going to be fun. I'm oh, excited. yeah, yeah, you got to do that. Uh, but yeah, man, so that, that's it's going to be a fun weekend. And then I feel like there was something Sunday, but uh, oh, no. Old plan said there was something Sunday. So, hey, ah. new plan say nothing. <laughs> cluck, cluck, cluck. That's all, well, look out for me and Boris on chat roulette. We'll be testing out webcams <laughs> and various other things. <laughs> oh, boy. Chat roulette. Oh, my God. Jesus, Lord. But, yeah, how, was, how, how are you? What's going on? What's going on in the life oh, of uh, Mateo? Ah, just uh, gearing up. I'll try to write some stand-up jokes and stuff for this uh, this here deal, October twelfth at the Rhino, twelve forty nine Queen Street West. Um, like I said, I'm gonna do like a couple minutes of stand-up and then do like a roast of some wrestlers, probably Vince McMahon, and some things. It'll be a little bit of fun, and uh, yeah, we might do a podcast if uh, if the the audience is receptive and the you know the mood hits us i have a gimmick ready for uh for there if we want to pull it off and yeah man just uh preparing for october 12th also you know living my life going on tinder watching football you know it is yeah exactly that sounds awesome man but just remember october 12th aew uh the pre-party is going to be at the rhino that's 1249 queen street west downtown toronto uh about a 15 to 20 minute walk 20 minute walk from the coca-cola coliseum uh you know in terms of pricing it is a awesome place uh you know you're not going to be breaking the bank uh, so and it's a place that's you know that opened their arms for us uh, there is a lot going on in toronto let's remember that Kevin Smith is in town that night. Uh, you know, NHL is starting that night. There's so much going on in Toronto. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Rhino has said, yes, we will have you. Not only that, but for those people who don't have tickets, the Rhino has already said that they will be actually airing Dynamite after we all leave. For those of you who want to stick back, have another brewski, have another food ski, have another chat ski. Um, there will be people hanging back because not everyone has tickets. Just remember that. So, it, Rhino yeah, will man, be showing Dynamite. 1249 that's awesome. Queen Street West. Super glad to hear that. That's really cool. A little Dynamite watch party. Uh, yeah, I, I, we both have tickets. Someone should stick around for that, though. Oh, well, I, I can guarantee someone will. That's awesome. Yeah, very glad to hear that, man. Yeah, that'll be a ton of fun. Can't wait, homie. Another thing I did uh, yesterday was was uh, a hockey draft. I got my first uh, fantasy hockey draft. We got two fantasy hockey drafts on the docket tonight after work. My, uh, my big keeper league, dynasty league draft, which is actually only five rounds because we all have a full, basically, NHL roster. Uh, it's a nerdy league. But the Sunday night's main event, fantasy hockey league, there's still a couple spots open. If you hear this, you want to join up last minute. We're doing that draft, I believe, at 9.15 p.m. Eastern, uh, Monday, October 3rd here. So if, if you cool. want to get in, now is the time. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I don't I do not do uh, especially hockey. But, yeah, um, again, going back, not a huge gambler. Um, and I, I'm like, I obsess over fantasy teams. So I do not even participate in them anymore. <laughs> so you just punt? Yeah, that's probably it's probably for the best. Know thyself, Boris, you know? Yep. Exactly. <sighs> crazy times, crazy weekends. Um, but yeah, we have so much on the go. It's crazy to think that Dynamite is coming up next Wednesday. 
It is crazy. And yeah, I am sacrificing the Habs Leafs home opener. Although that that's at seven. I'm probably gonna be watching some of that on my phone, honestly, while the while uh, the pre-dynamite dark tapings are going on. But yeah, man, so much so much is happening so very soon. We are in October, buddy. It's cold out. Yeah. It's it's yeah. Not only are half of our souls dark and cold and shadowy and rainy, but really, Shh. honestly, but it's fucking it, like at night it's cold now, and I love it. it. I love this weather. Yeah, same. I'm a fall. We are both husky gentlemen. I'm a fall guy. It is currently seven degrees Celsius, which is forty four degrees Fahrenheit for uh, all y'all Americans out there. Yep, exactly. All right, man. We have a lot to get through in sports. Let's just jump right into it. So, Matt, I'm gonna let you drive sports. I will drive the wrestling. Let's get to sports. Sweet. So we're just gonna start with the NHL preview, Boris. We do it every year. We try to do it with every sport, although we kind of missed football. But that's fine. We're gonna make up for it with the NHL. I'm gonna track these picks these year. This year, I'm gonna write it all down. We're gonna see how it uh, shakes out. At the end of the season. And don't forget, we nailed the Stanley Cup final last year doing this. We stuck with it. Well, I, to be fair, you nailed the Stanley Cup final. I'm going to say. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, in the regular season, I had Colorado beating the New York Islanders. That did not go well. Boris had Colorado beating the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. That was what happened uh, after all. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. But yeah, no, it's crazy. Like, um, I love tracking this stuff just because, like, there's nothing like a good I told you so. Yeah, right. (laughs) Exactly right, buddy. And uh, yeah, I have a couple I have a couple future bets in. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you about some of those as we go through here. So let's just start in the Atlantic Division going eight to one, starting with the worst team and going to the best. So in the Atlantic Division. I hate to say it, man, but the Montreal Canadiens are probably the worst team in this division. Carey Price might not ever play hockey again. Shea Weber probably is never going to play hockey again. I think that's signed, sealed, and delivered. Uh, They have a good young team with a lot of talent, but I I don't think Jake Allen is a winning goalie, especially with the roster they have in front of them. It's going to be a year of growing pains for Montreal. I think they are closer to Connor Bedard than they are the playoffs. I well, I agree with you, and I think that this is going to be like you know growing pains. Great show, early nineties. Um, I think that the Red Wings are still worse off than the Canadians. Wow, that's funny that you say that because we will be talking about the Red Wings much later in this Atlantic Division. I don't think they're. I don't think no, they're not ready for prime time. Looking at the Atlantic Division is honestly like trying to guess the the American League East, like. There's just so many teams that could be good, but I still think that the Red Wings just aren't there just yet. Hell, I could be eating crow, but that's just, you know, my gut feeling. Mind you, we will we will see. Mind you, my gut feeling has led me to very interesting <laughs> places over the past <laughs> seventy two hours. <laughs> like a casino. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it has led us astray before. But no, you gotta trust your gut, Boris. That's it is what it is. But yes, I think Montreal is going to finish eighth. And yo, so when we refer to Connor Bedard, I'll probably refer to him a couple times during uh this little uh, ramble that I'm doing here. Connor Bedard is the presumptive number one overall pick in the next NHL draft. He's really good. He could be the next Sidney Crosby, the next Connor McDavid. He's like that level, like five star A plus potential. But next year's draft is awesome. There's also a kid, Mishkov, who might be 
as good as Ovechkin. He's like the next Ovechkin Beret level Russian prospect in the same draft as the next McDavid prospect. And there's a Finnish kid, Adam Fantilli, who would go number one overall in like nine out of 10 other drafts. So just even in those three players, it's a loaded draft and there's way more. So this is a good year to tank. That's part of the reason why I think Montreal is going to quietly lose a lot of hockey games. Yep. Yep. Well, we'll see. All right, another team just like Montreal, just a year or two away, the Buffalo Sabres. Getting better, not quite there. I like the goaltender of the future they have there. Uko Pekka Lukanen is his name. Former Sudbury Wolf, Boris. Uh, saw him play a couple games live. Uh, shout out to the Wolves. That was a lot of fun. But yeah, Uko Pekka Lukanen and the boys still a couple years away for the Sabres. They will finish seventh in the Atlantic. Yeah, okay, I can see that. All right, I did this last year. I might I might just be eating a big old pie plate of crow, but Boston Bruins, number six. This is the year they fall off. I think that is totally realistic. Uh, the Bruins, you know, I think that, you know, they are entering that transition period where they're not quite rebuilding just yet, but this is the year where they're going to be like, okay, we need to rebuild. Absolutely, yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Uh, it's the it's the year where it, it finally starts to crumble a little bit. Maybe they'll ring one last season out of Bergeron and crew, but I I don't see it. Yep, agree. So number five, number five in the Atlantic, just missing out on the playoffs. The much improved Ottawa Senators. Yeah, yeah, sure. Their their Achilles heel this season will be their goaltending. Uh, they're going to give up a lot of goals. I don't trust Cam Talbot. I don't trust the the people they have in there to be the difference in them making the playoffs. I think it's going to be a lot of Senators lose 5-4, but they're going to be a very entertaining, annoying team to play against. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think they're going to be right outside the playoffs. Yep, I can see that for sure. Number four in the Atlantic, Boris, and making the playoffs Good young goalie, Ville Husso, Lucas Raymond taking a step up. Potential Norris Trophy winner, Mo Sider. Your Detroit Red Wings. They're taking the leap this year. They will be in the playoffs. I don't know about that, but sure. We'll, we'll, we'll lock that choice in. Well, I'm locking it in. Red Wings in the postseason and... They're one of two teams that I put a future bet on because the odds are were pretty good at least a month ago. Detroit Red Wings to make the playoffs. A cool tenor on that one. Nice. Yes, sir. So uh, our three. So the Detroit Red Wings will make the playoffs as a wild card. The way the playoff situation in the NHL works is eight teams in each conference. This the Eastern Atlantic. There's also the Eastern Metropolitan. The top three in both of those divisions get the get uh, automatic playoff spots and then there will be two wild cards. So there could be theoretically five playoff teams from the same division or four and four from um, each division. Anyway, so the three automatic playoff qualifiers in the Atlantic, I have number one, Tampa Bay, number two, Toronto Maple Leafs, number three, Florida Panthers. Panthers are going to take a, a mild step back, but they're still very good. I like Spencer Knight more than I like Bobrovsky, honestly, but they have two good goalies. They have a really good roster. People are panicking about the Panthers. Panthers will be fine. Yep. Tampa so, Bay is mad. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to finish your spiel. 
I was okay. Yeah, Tampa Bay is mad. They didn't like losing in the finals. I think they still think they're the cream of the crop. They're Macho Man Randy Savage doing the spinny thing with a creamer on top of their head. They're the crazy assholes in the East. They will win this. And Toronto, good team. The goaltending will be all right. But again, do you trust Matt Murray and Ilya Samsonov to win the Atlantic over some of these teams? I don't. I can't. Nope. Exactly. Um, so that's why, like, what were your one, two, three picks? I'll give you my playoff picks, essentially. Okay, cool. So, yeah, and also tell me what you were going to say about Florida. But, yeah, my picks were Tampa Bay, number one, Toronto, number two, Florida, number three, and also Detroit making the playoffs in the Atlantic, number four. All right, so I would have to say Lightning, Panthers, Leafs, one, two, three. Okay. Do you have another playoff team coming out of the Atlantic? Um, I will have to. Do you like say, Ottawa? Do you like Boston? I'm gonna. You don't no, like. Boston. I'm gonna say Senators. I'm gonna say the Senators. Yeah, eh? nice. Yeah. So you are in on Ottawa, Boris. Pro Canada, pro Senators. I love it. Yeah, yeah Ottawa that's, that's, added. That's, go ahead. Go on. Oh, I was gonna say, uh, Ottawa added a lot of talent. Alex DeBrinket from Chicago, forty goal scorer. But what were you gonna say, buddy? <laughs> oh, I, I forgot what I was gonna say. It's not important. All right, moving on to the Metropolitan Division, the other division in the East. We have the Philadelphia Flyers. They might be the worst team in hockey. I think they're going to implode. They brought John Tortorella in there to, quote, fix the culture. I think it's just going to be a chore to play hockey. It's going to be a chore to play hockey in Philadelphia. You want to be annoying to play against. You don't want to be annoying to play for. You yeah. know what I mean? Like exactly. that's not where you want to be. So I think Philadelphia is going to be really bad. Like uh, again, closer to Connor Bedard than the playoffs for sure. For sure. For sure. Yep. Sounds about right. The New Jersey Devils are much like the Buffalo Sabers. Just a year away. Just a year or two away. They're they're getting better. They will be a force to reckon with in, in a couple years. But yeah, the Devils are a year away. The Devils at number seven in the Metropolitan. Sounds good so far. All right. Number six and five. This was tough for me. I have these teams both like pretty good, but just missing the playoffs. The New York Islanders. I I can't quit you Islanders. You're I, I still think there's a lot of talent there with a new coach. They could be all right, but I have the Islanders sixth and the Washington Capitals. I think they're missing Nick Backstrom possibly for a, a long period of time here. This could be the year, man, that that. If Ovechkin misses any time, if Ovechkin takes a step back, the Capitals are not a playoff team. Oh, no. They haven't. The Capitals are a team that hasn't really thought forward into the post-Ovechkin era. Similar to the way that um, the Penguins, right? Like, they're just not a team ready for the next era. Yes. I actually think the Penguins are a little better off, but you're right. You're completely right. Um, Yeah, yeah, so I'm going to say... Yeah, I'm going to say Washington has the year from hell. You never want to bet on injuries, but they're already having some injuries, and it, it stands to reason that they could have more. Even without injuries, I'm going to put Washington at sixth in the Metro. The Islanders at five. Number four, another team that I have a little tender on to make the playoffs more, the Columbus Blue Jackets adding Johnny Hockey. I think Patrick Laine is finally going to get back to some of that form he flashed as a rookie. They have a couple good goalies. They have a really good coach. I like what they're doing in Columbus. Columbus are going to sneak into the playoffs. The Blue Jackets. You heard it here first. No, that's honestly, that's my second playoff pick, but we'll get to that after. 
There you go, buddy. I like it. Uh, so my one, two, three in the Metro, the locked in playoff teams. I have the Hurricanes, number one. The Hurricanes are really good this year. The New York Rangers, number two. Pittsburgh Penguins, number three in the Metro. Yeah. So I'm going to have to say I'm going to go uh, Hurricanes, Rangers, and Penguins with number four being Blue Jackets making it in to the wild card. Oof. Okay, I like it. Okay, so I'm going to quickly go through what I have for the playoffs here. So in my scenario, it would be Detroit versus Tampa Bay, Toronto versus Florida. I would say Toronto beats Florida. I'm going to say Steve Iserman goes to Tampa Bay, the team that he built, and beats them. The Red Wings, not only are they making the playoffs, the Red Wings are winning in round one, Boris. I'm going that far. Damn, look at you, ballsy. Ballsy indeed. We'll see. I might might be uh, having some egg on my face. Uh, also, Carolina is going to beat Columbus. Pittsburgh's going to beat the Rangers. That leaves us with Toronto versus Detroit. Carolina versus Pittsburgh in our East semifinals. The, the dream will end for Detroit. Toronto will make the East final this year versus Carolina. So your East final, Toronto versus Carolina. And Freddie Anderson beats the Leafs, goes to the Stanley <laughs> Cup final. That's what happens. Carolina Hurricanes, your Eastern Conference champions. Now, that's long-term storytelling there, buddy. That's some long-term booking. That's some Tony Khan for your ass right there, boys. <laughs> Calm down there. All right. <laughs> to the Pacific, your neck of the woods, buddy. Um, we're going to start We're gonna start with uh, – go, go ahead. No, just go ahead. Go. Uh, all right. Sorry. I'm, I'm fucking rolling, buddy. We're going to start with two – Awful hockey teams, the San Jose Sharks and the Seattle Kraken. Lock them in wherever you want at the bottom of this division. I'm going to go San Jose 8, Seattle 7, actually. San Jose is going to be worse than Seattle. Really? I don't know. Seattle? Maybe. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, these these are two teams who are going to be tanking hard for a good draft pick. Fucking tank hard for Bedard, bud. All right. All right. Number six. Uh, I wish I had the balls to rank this team higher. I love this team on paper. Trevor Zegras, possible rookie of the year, Mason McTavish, your Anaheim Ducks. I like this team a lot, but I, I think much like the Sabres, much like the Devils, just a year away. Just a Agreed. year or two away. Yep. The Ducks, they're going to be good again-ish, you know, but they're not going to be there just yet. No flying Vs in their future. No, sir. Uh, speaking of flying V's, the Vegas Golden Knights will, will miss the playoffs. I don't like the goaltending situation. Maybe uh, this Logan Thompson could actually produce and be a starting goalie. The, he's definitely got the ball. But yeah, their presumptive number one goalie, Robin Lehner, out for the season. He's really good. That's a huge blow. I think Vegas will miss the playoffs here. Ah, oh, man, that's a hard one. You don't want to bet against Vegas, right? Like, but... With their goaltending situation, you almost have to. Exactly. The house always wins, but the house has had a goaltender for the past couple of years as well. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, Vegas in fifth in the Pacific to miss the playoffs. The Vancouver Canucks in fourth in the Pacific. This is tough. Will they make a wild card or will the Central send two teams? That's the debate. I'm going to put Vancouver in the playoffs, but I did this last year and that was dumb. This is the last time I'm doing it, Vancouver. This is your last chance, but I'm going to do it. Vancouver in fourth in the Pacific squeak into the playoffs. All right. 
Number three, two, and one. We'll go, well, we'll go one, two, three in the Pacific. Winners of the Pacific Division, the Calgary Flames. There was panic for Calgary, but I think Calgary got better. Straight up better. The players they added in Huberto and Kadri are far more suited to the Flames style. They play awesome defense. They also added Mackenzie Weger. So while they lost two 100 point scorers. They added two top two centermen, one of whom in Huberdo did score 100 points himself, and they added a defenseman on top of that. So don't panic, Flames fans. You guys are better. The Calgary Flames are winning the Pacific. Mm, okay. All right. All right. Number two, your boys, the Los Angeles Kings. I like the Kings a lot. They are getting better every year. There's no reason to think they're going to stumble now. LA Kings, number two in the Pacific. And the Edmonton Oilers, number three in the Pacific. All right. So I'm going to have to say this. These are my picks. One, two, three, four, making the playoffs. I think it's going to be Oilers, number one, Flames, Oof. number two, Kings, okay. number three, Canucks, it's squeaking into the playoffs. I love it. We're both on Vancouver in that eighth seed. I love but this it. This is buddy. it. They fuck up this year. They're out. <laughs> yeah. You're out. You're out of the house. All right, uh, and in the Central, we have the Arizona Coyotes, who are barely a hockey team. They play in a fucking college rink. They're going to be very bad. Chicago Blackhawks are nearing Arizona territory. Their scandal, their their top two players, Taves and Kane, will be traded this season, I think. Uh, Chicago are blowing it up. So, yeah, Arizona 8, Chicago 7. Those are the two worst teams in the Central in some order. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Something about Chicago and, like, blowing shit up. <laughs> Jeez, it's a, it's a beautiful place to end careers. Let me tell you that. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, it's a, I, I, yeah. Not, there's some dark jokes that we will just skate right by to move to Winnipeg at number six. It's going to be a rebuilding year for your Winnipeg Jets. I think there's enough grit and determination and just mean, angry bastards on that team that they won't finish last, but they also won't sniff the playoffs. So sixth in the Central feels perfect for the Winnipeg Jets. Yep. Sounds about right. All right. The team that Vancouver is edging out for the playoffs at number five, the Nashville Predators. I just... I, it, I, I, I they just always make the playoffs, Nashville. You look at their roster and you don't think they're that good. And then they're just always in the playoffs. So it, it bet against them at your own peril. But I just think the other four teams in the Central are better. And Vancouver has seduced me again. Really, I should be picking Nashville to make the playoffs at fifth. But Nashville, fifth in the Central, just missing the playoffs because Vancouver squeaked by them. Nashville, yeah. They're they're sneaky good, right? And 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 this here's the thing, right? Like there are three teams in the entire Western Conference that I think can like really three or four teams that can realistically make the two wild card spots. But I'm gonna have to back you up on this, man. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad to hear it, buddy. So my my wild card coming out of the Central, the Minnesota wild card. Yeah. I think the I don't like the goaltending, but they have a really good young goalie in Jesper Wallstedt. He might be the goalie, not Mark Andre Fleury. By the time the playoffs start, Fleury will get them there. We'll see who's actually in nets by the time April rolls around. But yeah, the Minnesota Wild, Kirill Kaprizov, incredible hockey player. The new Pavel Bure, the new Alexander Ovechkin. He's the Russian superstar du jour right now. He is the best Russian player in hockey, Kirill Kaprizov. 
Sounds good. I, I like that. Like, you know, I'm I'm saying the Wild. They're 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 better than they seem on paper. Yeah, they have a decent little roster too. Matthew Boldy coming up. Like, you look at their roster, you're like, huh, that's that's, that's pretty good. Um, the the St. Louis Blue. Oh wait, oh yeah. So one, two, three in the Central. Winning the Central, defending Stanley Cup champions, Colorado Avalanche. I like uh, Georgiev, Georgiev from uh, New York, the backup for the Rangers, but he's got starter talent. I like him as Colorado's goalie. Colorado will be fine. They will win the Central. Dallas Stars, number two. I like Dallas's chances. I like Jason Robertson. He'll get signed very soon. I really like the goalie, Jake Ottinger. Dallas is going to be good. And number three, the St. Louis Blues in the Central. Right. So, man, that's a hard one. So, yeah, I'm going to have to say, you know what? I can't I can't disagree with you. All right. So we'll just lock that in right there. So here is my uh, my Pacific playoffs would be Calgary versus Vancouver, Edmonton versus L.A., Colorado versus Minnesota, Dallas versus St. Louis. So I have Calgary beating Vancouver. I think Calgary would probably sweep Vancouver. God bless them. Edmonton beats L.A., Colorado beats Minnesota and Dallas beats St. Louis in my universe. Okay. Uh, so that leaves us with Calgary versus Edmonton, Colorado versus Dallas. I think we get Calgary over Edmonton, Colorado over Dallas, Western final of Calgary versus Colorado. Calgary wins the West and we have Carolina versus Calgary, Calgary avenging, avenging the ghosts of 2006 when Carolina beat the other Alberta team to win the Stanley Cup. Hmm. Interesting. Actually, hmm. And now that I say that, do I really think Calgary would beat Carolina? That's your Stanley Cup final. Carolina versus Calgary. A, a, a stinky final on paper. Not the marquee matchup that the NHL wants, I'll tell you that. But actually, looking at this, the, the Carolina Hurricanes, they're going to win the Stanley Cup. Sorry, Flames fans. I bailed on you in the middle of the podcast. Carolina <laughs> over Calgary. That is the Stanley Cup final. You heard it here second. All right. So um, I'm just going to give you my, 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 my straight up my finals and my projected winner. Okay. Hit me. All right. So I think it will be Carolina. And I think that they will actually be facing the Avalanche. Okay, that's a good pick. That's probably a, a popular pick. Two very good teams. Who do you have? Does Colorado repeat or does Carolina hoist? Carolina hoists. Oh, so we are both on the Carolina Hurricanes to win the Stanley yep. Cup this year on the BAM program. The Hurricanes are good, man. They are yeah. very, very good. The former if you Whalers. look at that team. The former Whalers, man, I wish they were still in Hartford. But if you look at that team on paper, look at the talent. Brent Burns, uh, they have a lot of guys who you can argue are, are getting near uh, the hill, possibly over that bump. But I think the Hurricanes are, are loaded. They have three good goalies, maybe. They're, they're sick. Carolina to win the Stanley Cup, buddy. Yep. Yep. Agreed. All right. Uh, also, quickly, uh, just MVP odds and stuff. Uh, you can get Connor McDavid at three and a half to one. Always a good bet. I think the best value, Nathan McKinnon at 11 to 1 to win MVP. That's pretty fucking tasty right now. I, the, the temptation to, is to say, if you're going to win the MVP, you do it in the in the contract year, not the year after you get paid. Nathan McKinnon is a different bird, though. I think this guy is going to prove that he deserves to be the highest paid player in hockey by winning MVP. 
I actually do. So I would bet I haven't, but I would bet McKinnon at eleven to one to win the to win the MVP. That's an interesting choice. Yeah, I, I just love Colorado, and I think like like I said, like I think he's heard a lot of why is Nathan McKinnon really? He's not the best player. Why is he the highest paid player? And he's going to be like, oh yeah, I'm not the best player. I'm the new Peter Forsberg, motherfuckers. I'm going to show you. So for the Norris, uh, Kale McCarr is. 2.35 to 1 if my math is correct here to uh to win the most valuable defenseman I like him or like I said Detroit Red Wings most cider he is 21 to 1 to win the Norris right now excellent value on Mo cider that's that's a good money pick right there right like you may not think he will actually win it but for the odds you might as well put a little bit of money on that one a little taste, a little taste, to quote uh, Daddy Magic Man. <laughs> exactly. Bernard, you know, uh, it's spelled D A S T E. A little taste, you know. <laughs> um, Rocket Richard Trophy, most goals in the regular season. Austin Matthews, three to one, excellent bet because he's probably going to win. If not him, Kirill Kaprizov, who I've shouted out also, fifteen to one. Little taste, Boris. Little taste. And if you're feeling really squirrely, Patrick Line, forty-one to one. Oh, I would put some. I would put some cashola on that one. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. The Vesna Trophy, most valuable goalie, Igor Shesterkin, the runaway favorite, three and a half to one. You also have Vasilevsky from Tampa at six to one. There's a big gap there. I like Jake Ettinger, Jake Ottinger, Dallas's goalie at 16 to 1. Calgary's goalie, Jacob Markstrom, at 21 to 1 is a good look. Uh I'm even I'm trying to look for a Leafs goalie on here. There's one. Matt Murray, 31 to 1 for all you Leaf truthers out there. Hmm. Interesting. Yes, yes. I think honestly, my best my best odds right here. Looking at it, Jacob Markstrom, 21 to 1. You know I like the Flames possibly too much, though. But if you are if you love the Flames, you love that team defense, you think Markstrom's going to play like 55, 60 games, 21 to 1 for the Vesna, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. That's yeah, not bad at all. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll quickly do Rookie of the Year, too. Mason McTavish, 5 to 1. Owen Power, Buffalo defenseman, 5 and a half to 1. Those are good bets. Cole Perfetti of the Winnipeg Jets, 13 to 1. Also pretty tasty there. And here's a deep cut for you. Kirill Marshenko of the Columbus Blue Jackets, 29 to 1, Boris. Damn. Okay. Remember the name Kirill Marshenko. He's going to be tasty. There's our uh, NHL preview. That's uh, that's me, homie. Yeah. Loved it. That was awesome, man. Well done. Well, thanks. Good times. Thanks, brother. Yes, yeah. sir. I'm very excited for some hockey. Yeah. All right, let's jump to some baseball because baseball is gearing up into the last few days of the season. Um, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday is the wild card games. Uh, so we'll see what exactly happens there. Uh, it's 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 getting it's getting tasty to say the least. It's getting very tasty. The American League has, like I said last week, pretty much been wrapped up. Right now, it's all standings, right? So as it stands right now, at Houston, uh, number one seed. Uh, the Yankees, number two. Uh, the Guardians, number three. The Blue Jays, number four. Seattle, number five. Um, and that leaves, what, Tampa, number six. Yes, sir. That's exactly right. So the way it works is the top two seeds in baseball get a bye. The top two division winners. And then your most 
powerful wild card team plays the most inferior the uh, of the division teams. So it's three versus six, four versus five. I, I fucked that up really badly. You're horrible. <laughs> take two. <laughs> uh, what do I know about sports? I'm a fucking moron. Uh, yeah, take two. It's 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 one, two, get a buy. Three versus six, four versus five. That's the easiest way. Sometimes I try to dumb it down and I just absolutely fucking butcher it, as you yep. saw there. Anyways, National League. <laughs> <laughs> the National League scene is, I think, a lot more interesting. Things are still getting very saucy there. But as of right now, the Dodgers have clinched number one in the in the league uh, with 110 wins to date. 110 wins. That's a crazy amount of wins. That's like good for second or third or fourth best all time in the history of baseball dating back to 1871 or whatever. Yeah. Like what? Seattle did it. 116 wins and then the Yankees the 120 win season 96 like not many teams off the top of my head did better exactly right yeah so they are on a historic pace it's a very good baseball team yeah so Dodgers number one number two we've both said it the Atlanta Braves squeaking their way into number two beautiful there you go hate the team but they're good dare I say they're better than last year Got to shout out the Atlanta Braves. They're the defending champs, and they look as good or better than they did last year. But the Mets still have a chance to catch them. It's not over yet, but the Braves have taken the lead. Yep. It's still still a few days to play. All right. And then number three, the St. Louis Cardinals clinching their way in number three. Yeah. All right. So National I, League I, wildcard I, teams right now, number f- fourth seeded are the Mets. They, again, they can be ending number two or number one, or sorry, number four. So we'll see what ends up happening in the National League East. But your Padres are the second uh, wildcard team, fifth in the National League. And the Philadelphia Phillies somehow (laughs) squeak their way in, sneak their way into the playoffs, being the sixth and final seed. The real Vancouver Canucks move there. Uh, So, yeah, so the way the playoffs work, best of three format, all the games are at the higher seeds park. So in this case, it would be the Tampa Bay Rays in Cleveland to play the Guardians, the Seattle Mariners in Toronto to play the Blue Jays. It would also be the Phillies in St. Louis to play the Cardinals and the San Diego Padres in New York, New York to play the Mets. And it's it's kind of funny because Robbie Ray would be playing finally against the Jays. Oh my! I hadn't even considered that a playoff start for Robbie Ray. That's awesome. So for your for our non baseball uh, listeners, so Robbie Ray won the Cy Young, the most valuable pitcher award for the Toronto Blue Jays last year, and then signed in Seattle, and he could start game one or two for the Mariners. In Toronto, that would be awesome. Yep, yep, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy, and and he can actually play. He didn't play earlier in the season because of vaccination protocols. Uh, he's not vaccinated, but as of last week, we've dropped all that, so unvaccinated players can now officially play in Canada. Yes, sir. Yeah. So 
that's yeah, it was good that they dropped it for playoff baseball, if nothing else. Such theater in the playoff baseball. It also is worth noting that at this moment, the Philadelphia Phillies have not clinched. Yep. They could technically still blow it, although they have a magic number as they say, of one, which means all they need is to win one game, or is it the Giants have to lose Brewers. one game? The Brewers. Brewers, my bad. Yes, yes, Brewers, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so the magic number is basically you win one or you're the people behind you lose. Yeah, uh, it's so, the combination Yeah, the combination of your own wins or your nearest competitor's losses. Which is how the Jays made it into playoffs without doing anything on an off day. Yes, <laughs> all the, the celebrations for the for the playoffs recently have been so fun. When Seattle made the playoffs, that was so much fun. Yeah, no, it's people forget like how hard it is. Like it's such a grueling season, 162 days, you know, five months of work, almost playing every single day. Right? Like, yeah, 12 teams make the playoffs, but still, making the playoffs in baseball is still something you know, to get excited about. Like, if we take a look at the playoff teams, you know, you have Houston with 104 wins, the Yankees with 97 wins, the Guardians with 90 wins, the Jays also with 90 wins, Seattle with 87 wins, Tampa with 86 wins. Like, that's just the American League. Then we look at the National League, the Dodgers with 110 wins, the Braves with 100 wins, the Cardinals with 92 wins, the Mets with 98 wins, the Padres with 87 wins, and the Phillies with 86 wins. Like, let's just take a look. The teams as of today, Monday morning, that are looking outside into the playoffs are the Brewers with 84 wins. And in the American League, it's the Baltimore Orioles with 82 wins. And that, like, 82 wins and 84 wins still doesn't guarantee you a playoff spot. Yeah, that's good, though. It shouldn't just be like 82 is just to say above 500 in baseball, although there are still games left. But the Orioles are playing the Blue Jays, so they're going to lose them. <laughs> anyway, yep, pretty much. Uh, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's uh, there's some good teams. There's some good young teams, too. It's exciting. I can't wait for the playoffs to start. Yep, so it's going to be a very exciting weekend uh, the, that the wildcard series happens Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yes. Yeah, man. What what a weekend it shall be. Some Canadian Thanksgiving baseball. Yep, exactly. I love I love this weekend just for baseball alone. All right. We've been avoiding it. I've been avoiding it. Let's talk some NFL. Yeah, so we're both <laughs> Miami Dolphins fans. That's a tough thing to be right now. Well, um, none of this surprises me. Like, let's be honest. Like, last week, I just wanted to crap on the Bills. Because anytime I get the crap on the Bills, I'll take it, right? Um, <laughs> but the reality of the situation is that did you think that they would honestly turn Tua around in four days and throw him out there again? I actually didn't. I really genuinely thought that he would sit that game out. Same. I like even I mean, obviously he left halfway through the game, but I, I think Cincinnati was gonna win anyway. It was just a bad spot for Miami. And uh yeah, no, I don't know. I would have not put him in. But you gotta save players from themselves. I said this on the rampage ramble with uh, old Randy Carponti. Yeah, like two was gonna want to play, man. You know what I mean? Well, I, I'm sure I, I'm sure it wasn't maybe it was, but I'm sure it wasn't a case of like the trainers forcing him to you know what I mean? You have to save players from themselves. That's exactly it, right? I think that's a huge part of it that people forget, right? Like, there were reports that Tua's already asking McDaniels, like, hey, when am I going back in? Yeah, like, that's absurd. 
That's absurd, man. Like, hopefully he does play football again, but I would have to say like six weeks at least. Like that yeah. was, it was just with, with the, how close those blows to the head were and how bad it looked on Sunday and then how much worse it looked on Thursday, how truly shocking and disturbing. Like it looked like serious brain damage had just occurred yeah. to Tua. Like you can't play him. You can't play him for the next six weeks. The you optics can't. alone, right? Like he could be perfectly fine and healthy, but at this point, just the optics alone, they really need to not like rush him back. Um, it just it, here's the other thing, right? Like let's let's remember. I think it was if Sunday didn't happen, Thursday's hit alone should keep him out for several weeks. But it was just controversy on Sunday, and then just that disgusting looking hit and it was just the way that he clenched up right like it was just yeah. a few seconds after the hit where you're like holy shit yeah. did we just see someone die that. i've never seen that before man literally it's like that that was like a thought that could go through your head and it would not be you know offside would not be like concern trolling it was like holy shit like it like he he like that looks like rigor mortis. <laughs> like I yeah. know that's not exactly how it works, but yeah, no, man, no, it but was yeah. just it was just truly disturbing. It was just truly a disturbing sight to see. Yeah, exactly. And then you know, you know that when people like Chris Nowitzki and and, and others, right? Like, yeah, concussion. I don't want to say specialists, advocates are going off on you. You know that you, you like optics wise, you just have to be careful. Let's not even begin to talk about the. The guy's health. And you know what gets to me? So the analysts, okay. Like, the analysts, the first thing they said is, okay, let's hope he's okay. But then the first thing they were talking about, I think it was Fitzpatrick saying, well, he just lost $100 million off his contract because he's shown he's injury prone. It's like, wow, guys, wow. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck that was about. Uh, I I can't but defend that. I, I me, do understand. I do understand them not going like them not immediately shit talking their employer on the air. But like they, you don't shit talk the employees on the air, even though he wasn't insulting to a, He what he said about him wasn't nice and did not need to be said said in that moment. So yeah, was, I don't know what the fuck he was on there. Yeah, like let's be honest here. The NFLPA, you know, they're just as guilty in all of this. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's again, though, it's these are these are athletes who are scraping and clawing for the very bit of money and Mm -hmm. fortune that they could get. Like the NFL is so ruthless in terms of the contract contract structure, let alone the sport so violent your career can end in a moment's notice and you could have serious health issues for the rest of your life. Like I, I do not NFL players need to get everything they can snatch as much of the pie as you possibly can as often as you possibly can. I will never disparage a football player for anything like that. You need to protect football players from themselves because institutionally you made it so that it's such a desperate like grasp at straws for almost every football player. So like I Tua was playing so well, he couldn't have sat out. I understand that, but you had to force him to sit out. I don't know. No, the 100%. All right. So that's that. Let's talk about Tom Brady. If you are Tom Brady Monday morning and you wake up in a house alone because your wife is pissed off at you, <laughs> do you regret coming back playing another year? Ah, 
I don't know. I, I don't, I couldn't begin to venture how uh, to guess how Tom Brady thinks, <laughs> man. Uh, I, I would say maybe he's, he's feeling uh, some minor regrets, but maybe he just really hates his kids and wife. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but also, but here's another perfect example, right? His shoulder injury, you know, saving him from himself. His, and I quote, this is literally what he said. It'll be all right. It's football. In a week where there's so much eyes on injuries and the health of quarterbacks and, and, and players in general, right? Having someone like the Tom Brady, yeah, it's the shoulder, not the same as the head. But on the same week where there's so many eyes and, and the optics are being looked at, you know, uh, that's a very, to me, that was a very interesting quote because uh, he did take a very hard hit in the second quarter of last Sunday or last night's game. Um, yeah. and I thought he was going to, I thought he was done for the game, but nope. He's all good. I know what you're saying. It, it, it does strike me as a bit tone deaf at this moment, but also he's not wrong. No, it is exactly. football. It's true. So whatever. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but yeah, no, you're right. That is, it's a little tone deaf. Yep. Um, and then the Patriots, Bailey Zap. Yeah. Holy fuck. So yeah, the Patriots have lost two quarterbacks and they're down to a man named Zappy. What was his yep. name? Mikey Zappy? Bailey, Bailey. Zappy? Yep. This reminds me of the, remember the movie, Any Given Sunday? I do. He is no Willie Beeman, though. No. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> uh, it, would be a, it would be a heck of a story if he was anywhere in the universe close to fucking Willie Beeman. Yeah. But I love that movie. So that movie, essentially, a very first scene, uh, starting quarterback, backup QB, get taken out. Third stringer is, like, minding his own business, not even paying attention. And he's like, oh, I'm in now. <laughs> that's exactly yeah and then al pacino goes insane for the next two hours while oliver uh, <laughs> also the uh, the directing it's oliver stone right who does that i'm pretty sure but yeah the directing of that movie is fucking insane it's it's so insane just like cross-cutting and all these weird shots it, that movie is a trip any given sunday is a fucking trip it's hilarious yep it is all right, so let's talk about some of the games. The Dolphins losing to the Bengals again. Not, you know, not, not super surprising, but all things, you know, I think by the end of the first half, no one gave a shit about the score anymore. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that game, honestly. Yep. Like, you know, not because the Dolphins lost, but it's just like, yeah, it no. just like left. Uh, I actually didn't even want to do this football segment, to be honest. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we have to. Let's, let's do it. Viking Saints in London. That was fun. It's always good to get some 930 Eastern morning football, and uh, we're going to get some more in the coming weeks, so that's good. But yeah, St. Louis, or uh, sorry, uh, Minnesota, it's weird. They play down to their competition. They should have cranked the Saints. The Saints were missing their quarterback, Jameis Winston, their running back, Alvin Kamara, and probably what is their number one receiver, Michael Thomas, although Chris Olave stepped up big time in this game. And that right there, I think you summed it up, right? The issue with the Vikings, that they played down to their opponent. Uh, they're a much better team than they are, you know, than this score suggests. 28-5 to 5 was the final of that game. But uh, the Vikings just, just uh, I don't know, perennial, just, just they just can't get past that hump of being good. Yeah, 28-25. to 25. That's what I, but, uh, I, that's also, what I said. Yeah. No, you said five, but it's fine. It's I just wanted to clarify for the listener. But yeah, this game ended on the New Orleans Saints missing 
a 61 yard field goal, which hit off the post and then bounced off the crossbar before going out, which would have been their second 60 yard field goal of the night. So it's said that the English fans like the kicking game. That's, and if you listen to the, to the fan reaction, when a big kick is hit, they do, it kind of rings true. So it was an exciting game uh, over in jolly old England. Lots of huge kicking moments. You know, what was an exciting game? And and I, I would hate to be a fan of either team. That's a Seahawks Lions. Seahawks yeah. winning forty eight to forty five. The highest scoring game of the year so far. Wouldn't surprise me if it ended up being the highest scoring game all season. Forty eight to forty five. Seahawks defeat the Lions. The Lions just invent new ways to lose. Man, it's so funny because Dan Campbell legitimately has them in every game. Like it's impossible to put the Lions away, but they also lose. Every match, the Lions are like mankind in 1998. <laughs> they really are like <laughs> high profile matches, but just can't get that big W like Bray Wyatt just, a few years ago. Exactly. Exactly. Just, yeah. Always lose an amazing contest. Yep. Uh, Cowboys. Cowboys beating the commanders. What, 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 yeah, the- what, what, what's going on with the Cowboys? I don't know. The Cowboys, they're just, well, they're not giving up. They, they What's going on with the Cowboys is they have coaches too. The, they have 53 professionals who are not just packing it in because Dak, who has paid the most money, isn't there right now. But yeah, the commanders, are they tanking for Connor Bedard? What the fuck is going on in Washington? I thought they were going to be good this year when they beat the Jaguars week one. They have a good defense, but man, Carson Wentz and crew kind of suck. Yeah, Philadelphia Eagles beating all elite Jaguars 29 to 21. Yeah, uh, tough one for Trevor Lawrence, but I don't know if he's ever played in a game like this in his life with the rain that was coming down in Philadelphia, just gross conditions and the Philadelphia defense. It's just it's probably the most stressful football game that Trevor Lawrence has ever played. So the fact that he fumbled at the end, it's not encouraging, but it's literally the definition of a rookie mistake. Yes, he's year two, but he's like 22 years old. Going to be some growing pains. But yeah, a, a tough beat for the young Trevor Lawrence. The Eagles uh, swarmed him pretty good, and the weather didn't help. Can the Ravens hold a lead? That's the eternal question. Yeah, Buffalo's good, man. Buffalo's just a really good team. Buffalo versus Baltimore. Possible AFC championship preview. Buffalo wins 23-20. to 20. In that game, Raiders getting their first W over the Broncos, 32 to 23. Oh, Broncos. Broncos are the most disappointing team in football. The most disappointing. Yep. Uh, Patriots, Packers. Eh, that was an okay game. I watched bits and pieces of it. Yeah, same. Pretty stinky game. It was worse than the score would indicate. 27-24 in overtime for the Packers. Uh, Yeah, New England kind of blew that game. Cleveland certainly blew their game. They were driving down the field with a chance to kick a field goal to win. And Jacoby Brissett throws a last minute interception. Falcons beat the Browns 23-20. Yep. Then Chargers beat the Texans 34-24. Sunday nighter was the Chiefs beating the Buccaneers 41-31 in the Tom Brady going home alone series of games. (laughs) Tom Brady divorced dad energy bowl. <laughs> Pretty much. And then tonight's uh, this, Monday Nighter. 
Or sorry, yeah. you want to? You have something to say about the Sunday nighter? I, just quickly, like yet again, another stinky Sunday night game, yeah. another bad Sunday nighter. Do not be fooled by the score, forty-one to thirty-one. There were very few exciting moments in this game. It was yeah. I was just mostly just talking and drinking some beers with my friend, just looking over and just like, yeah, wow, the Chiefs are crushing the Buccaneers here. I think tonight's game should be pretty good. Tonight's Monday nighter is going to be the Los Angeles Rams against the San Francisco 49ers. The Rams should squeak out a win. Yeah, just like the Buffalo versus Baltimore game, which could have been one final four preview. This is the other final four preview, potentially. These could be the two best teams in the NFC. Sounds crazy to say about the 49ers right now, but I'm fucking telling you, I have not given up on the 49ers. And I think they're going to prove it by winning at home tonight. All right. The one last thing before we get into wrestling that I really want to bring up is the Pro Bowl. Word? Because this (laughs) was announced last week after literally as like right when we finished recording uh, the new rules, how it's all going to be skills competition, including a uh, game of flag football as opposed to a full on game. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Like the all-star games in the other sports work because they're in the middle of the season and people are still playing for something. They still have the spotlight on them and they and they work less well in basketball and hockey than they do in baseball, which I think everyone agrees is the best all-star game, the baseball all-star game. But the reason why they work less well in basketball and even less well in hockey is because a real hockey game is so physical a real Mm -hmm. hockey game is so built on passion and that intensity and that just completely goes away in an all-star game double triple quadruple that for football so the pro bowl is a dumb idea and i'm glad they sacked it no i've been saying this for over a decade you know being named to the pro bowl amazing awesome no point in playing the actual game Exactly. They should name Pro Bowl teams, and then from those teams, they do their little all-star skills. I shouldn't say little, like I'm so far above something the NFL is doing, but like their little skills competition that they're going to do, much like the NHL does one, you know? All right, so let's jump into wrestling because in the wrestling, we have a couple New Japan cards we want to talk about. The big shows out in the UK happened this past weekend. Apparently, one potential match of the year candidate, and it's a match that we both called would be amazing. Yeah, well, it didn't take a rocket scientist to figure that one out. But yes, great reviews for FTR versus Aussie Open for the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. Match of the year contender, some saying. Yep. So apparently, like, Will Ospreay essentially said, match of the contender. People were up for, like, 15 minutes of the match. Match went about 35 minutes, almost 40 minutes. Oh, that I can't wait to watch this one. But apparently, it was insanely good. FTR, surprisingly to us here on BAM, retaining their IWGP yeah. championships. Keeping the triple belt gimmick. I thought for sure they were going to start losing these belts and Aussie Open were a perfect team at the right time at the right place to take those titles. But no, FTR, they are on hard mode. They are God mode right now. They can't be beat. Yep. But also, they cannot make an appearance on AWTV. Go figure. <laughs> womp, womp. Uh, well, we need we need to show the trust busters giving Hook a piece of paper. Um, another match on night one that looks pretty good is Will Ospreay versus Shota Umino yes. in the semi-main event. Big spot for Shota. I'm I was going to say. 
Yeah, no, like yeah, big, big spot. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, Sorry. Absolutely. No, no, no worries. Uh, unfortunately, Jonah had to miss these shows, which is sad. Uh, so we did not get the Ishii versus Jonah match we so desperately wanted on night two. But night two did feature Naito versus Zack Sabre Jr., always good. And Okada wrestled bad dude Tito. I'm very excited to see that match. Yeah, um, apparently that match was a lot of fun as well. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, yeah, I, I do not doubt it. Uh, also a 10-man tag, the United Empire, which is Will Ospreay, the great O'Corn, Gideon Gray, Kyle Fletcher, and Mark Davis, who comprise Aussie Open, versus FTR, Shota, Ricky Knight Jr., brother of Paige, by the way, that's who Ricky Knight is, and Gabriel Kidd. Yep, yep, yep. Really looking, Really looking forward to these shows. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Yep. All right. So that is uh, some New Japan. Quickly, Julia winning the 2022 five-star Grand Prix in stardom. That's a huge two-month tournament, round-robin tournament. Uh, Julia winning that one. My girl squeaking that yes. one uh, following a draw with Suzu a Suzuki. Um, so there you go. Some good old stardom. We got to get back into the stardom groove of things. hundred percent. Yeah. Someone point me to a top five or top 10, uh, matches from that there stardom G one. And I will check it out. Also to clean up something I just said, Ricky Knight jr. Is the nephew of Paige, the grandson of Ricky Knight and Soraya Knight. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. I didn't even, didn't even pick up that you, what you said, to be honest, that just goes to yes. show you. How much I listen to people, and anyways, <laughs> bitter, 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 uh, Boris. All right, yeah, so yeah. one last Do thing. Do you want I to? Uh, okay, I was just gonna say uh, before before we do impact. What is what? it coming up? Bound for Glory? Do bound we have a for, Bound for Glory preview? Only the biggest preview? show of the year. Yeah, Go, sure. of course. So, so are we gonna do Bound for Glory preview after Impact? No, no, I, I was actually not even gonna do Impact. I was just gonna jump to Bound for Glory because amazing. The, the TV last week was meh at best. I did the review for SlamWrestling.net. It was meh at best. Lots of talking, but it did build up some stories. There was some horror. Like this was the most impact show that I've seen from Impact in a long time. Now I can see exactly what you mean just by reading the results here, man. Yeah, just kind of getting from point A to point B on this show. So yep. looking at the card on paper. In terms of star power, literally nothing grabs you. Nothing on this card stands but, out as like as like a, a WrestleMania level show, right? Of but course. I'm sure almost everything will be good and it will be worth your time to watch. I will not doubt them just because of Slammiversary, right? Like after Absolutely. the Slammiversary show, we were basically saying the exact same thing. And that show was honestly one of the better pay-per-views, pre-owned live events, whatever you want to call them, shows of the year for any promotion. Uh, so currently there are eight matches bound for glory this Friday. I repeat, this Friday, October the 7th. That's one night before WWE Extreme Rules busy weekend of wrestling um i'll run through the card let's talk about band for glory biggest show of their year big show all right so let's start with the call your shot gauntlet 20 wrestlers intergender gauntlet battle royal the winner receives a trophy and a contract uh, they can use any time for a championship match of their choosing so so far you have sammy callahan moose steve macklin 
Bobby Fish, uh, Bupender, Gujar, Heath, Giselle Shaw, Rich Swan, and PCO in this match. Nice. So it's a money in the bank battle royal. Yes, exactly. All right. Let's go. All right. Um, for the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championships, you have VXT, Chelsea Green and Deanna Perrazzo versus Jessica and Taya Valkyrie with Rosemary. Yes, so that'll be a fun match. Again, it's not blowing your socks off in terms of star power, but I like everybody involved. I expect VXT to retain their tag team championships. Agreed. In a career-threatening match, in a win-it-or-retire, win-it being the knockout championship, or retire, um, Mickey James versus Mia Yim. No, this isn't for the knockouts title. No, 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 but, but, it, it, but it's her... Oh, it's, it's, it's her, her quest road. to win. Yes, yes I got gotcha. you. Either she's going to win yeah. the title or she's uh, going to retire. Misunderstood what you meant there. I'm not watching the TV every week. But, yeah, she's full on. The, the gimmick that they that Stone Cold Steve Austin pitched to do with Ric Flair for his retirement. That's what they're doing here for Mickey James. Yep, exactly it. Uh, so that's Mia Yim versus Mickey James. I'm pretty sure Mickey James is going to win this one. Yeah, 100%. 1,000%. Trillion percent. All right. Impact X Division Championship. I'm actually, I think this is going to be a sneaky match of the night. That's Frankie Kazarian, your challenger, versus Speedball Mike Bailey, your X Division champ. Yeah, nothing sneaky about it, homie. It's either this or the main event, and I got my money on this for sure. I think Frankie's, this is a high-profile match for Frankie. Uh, The second most important match, probably, on Bound for Glory, which is, God bless him, TNA's WrestleMania. So this is... I don't mean to insult anybody by saying this, but this is as good as it's going to get for Frankie. So he's going to come up guns ablazing. I'm excited for this match. Yep. For the tag team championships, you have Honor No More's Matt Taven and Mike Bennett uh, with Maria Canellis versus the Mortar City Machine Guns, Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin. Yes, I'm excited that the Motor City Machine Guns are being remembered. People are like, acknowledge it. Acknowledge them, Boris, as a great tag team. One of the best of the last 10, 15 years. So Motor City Machine Guns, renewed push, A-OK by me. Put these belts back on them. Yep. Uh, For the Knockouts World title, Jordan Grace, your champion, versus Masha Slamovich, your challenger. Yeah, a big hoss fight, a mean girl match. This is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. And if booked properly, you can basically have this just as like just uh, just just kicking each other's ass. Goldberg versus Lesnar from WrestleMania in the women's division. Have it go like seven to ten minutes and just be a, a crazy, crazy giant. It's Godzilla versus Kong. Yep. Brian Myers, open challenge singles match for the Impact Digital Media Championship. Uh, Brian Myers essentially said on last week's TV that he wants to face someone meaningful. He wants better competition. He wants to face someone with a blue check mark, meaning, I guess, someone of note, someone of a celebrity. Uh, So that's his open challenge for the uh, Digital Media Championship. Did he actually say blue check mark? Yeah, what he a actually goober. said that. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect heel nerd line. I love it. So, yeah, Brian Myers is losing this title to someone on the pre-show. And you know Cardona wrote that line for him. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, definitely 100% right. All right, and then the main event singles match for the Impact World Championship, your champion Josh Alexander versus Eddie Edwards. So, like, yeah, I... 
I don't know. It, it's going to be a really good match, but it is pretty underwhelming as a WrestleMania main event. It just is, man. It really is. No, I know, I know. But again, Slammiversary. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna go back to that Slammiversary. Yep. Sur- surprised everybody uh, with that main event. But uh, you honestly, know, how, how much of that yeah. is Josh Alexander? Let's be honest here. Yeah, exactly. Josh Alexander is a brilliant wrestler. But yeah, that match blew my socks off. I did not expect to like it as much as I did. It was like top 20 or 25 for the year last year, which is a a, a very, very big compliment in this day and age. So much great wrestling. And it stood out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's Bound for Glory. That's this Friday, October the 7th. Just a reminder, SNME patrons, patreon.com slash SNME. Get your patrons renewed. New people, come on board. $5 for the month, and you'll be uh, able to watch the Extreme Rules after party right after the show on Saturday. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Boris and I reviewing extreme rules 2022 uh there's talk about maybe doing uh some some watch alongs in the future which i think we should we should talk about more buddy i think the watch along concept might be all right for us especially because we like to shoot the shit and drink some beers i think it would our skill set would translate well but anyway for now for sure we will be there extreme rules after party and Obviously, the pre-party at the Rhino, 1249 Korean Street. Holy shit, so many cool things happening soon, buddy. Exactly, man. 1249 Queen Street, West Toronto, Ontario, downtown Toronto, right in part of the heart of Parkdale. Just a short hop, skip, and jump away from the Coca-Cola Coliseum. That's 1 to 5 p.m. Wednesday, October 12th at the Rhino. Tons of prizes, you know, some special guest stars, some of them. Might be bringing a belt, depending on how the week goes. Some of them might not. Uh, so, <laughs> so we'll see exactly what's going on. And uh, we'll see who shows up, right? Um, we'll, it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a grand old time. Like I've said so many times, it is going to be a celebration of wrestling. And then we get to watch AEW Dynamite for the first time in Toronto, for the first time in Canada. Jericho versus Danielson on that card. Oh, my God, man. Yeah, we're going to see Jericho versus Brian Danielson. Fuck yeah. I, I can't wait, man. It's going to be so exciting to see an AEW Dynamite to sing Judas. Let's do it. All right. So that is the show. Thank you for listening to BAM Weekly. He's Matt. I'm Boris. Till next time, stay tranquilo. Go Habs! <laughs> <laughs>